0: The feelings run pretty deep with family homes. There's a strong emotional connection because this is where you create and grow your family, but also it's a statement about who you are in the world. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello renovators, it's Bernadette back once again and today I'm going to be talking about external improvements on a property and so the topic is 10 tips to increase the street appeal of your project. Before I get into that I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the School of Renovating Wonder Women Renovators Programme. It provides training, mentoring and community and joint venture opportunities for creative women wanting to replace their income with renovating and Airbnb, either now or at retirement. So if you would like more information about our Wonder Women program, you can download the Wonder Women magazine at www.schoolofrenovating.com forward slash wonderwomen spelt W O N D E R W O M E N. Now I'm going to get straight into this episode because um I've got a bit to do today, so I need to be time efficient. So I'm. As always, this episode is pitched at a renovation for profit. Most of our renovations are what we call a cosmetic plus. We work on a pretty tight budget, around about 10% of the property value. But you need to look at the street appeal first because that's what's going to get people in the door. Doesn't matter what you do on the inside, if you can't get your people in to have a look at it on the inside, then you are going to severely reduce your pool of buyers. Now, like everything, property is a supply and demand market. And so the more demand you can create by getting people into your property and loving it, the better. And I always think that when someone's sitting out the front of the property looking at it with the view to possibly buying it for their own home because we're generally renovating for owner-occupiers, they're really thinking about lots of things. Do I like it? Will my family like it? But they'll also be thinking about what it says about them. For a lot of people their home is a status thing And so if this is my home, what will it say about me as a person? The feelings run pretty deep with family homes. There's a strong emotional connection because this is where you create and grow your family, but also it's a statement about who you are in the world. And so absolutely capturing your buyer's imagination is the top priority. Now I'm going to start with... First tip, removing ugliness. Often with a property, there will be things that are just so ugly that you absolutely need to do something about it. And to be honest with you, a lot of it is created by renovators, which really surprises me sometimes. A common source of ugliness is air conditioners, air conditioning trunking where it's just it's placed inconsiderately in very obvious places and also air conditioners in windows. They were very popular a few decades ago and there's a lot still hanging around, but also the position of flat roof carports, anything that you would look at that and say, oh, that's terrible. Deal with that first because that will have a big impact on the street appeal. One of our students is renovating an investment property which she is going to sell and the air conditioning had been placed on their property. It was like a dogleg right up the front facade of the most prominent wall on the house and her solution was just to paint the house all out black So her colour scheme was black with some white contrast, which would really make it pop. But she could have just as easily just changed one elbow on that trunking to make it go around the corner so that you didn't actually see it. And it really is just that the air conditioning installers just go for the quickest, easiest way. And that's why when we're installing air conditioners, we have to be control freaks because they have no, well, most have no flipping idea. Then we'll look to the most highly visible real estate, which is the driveway. So when you first look at a property, the driveway is a lot of square meterage. And if it's cracked up or it's ugly, that can be an issue. So you really want it to look pristine. And so I've had driveways that are cracked. And what I've done is had them patched and then sprayed with concrete afterwards to get a flawless finish. Sometimes our students have to pull a, the driveway up and redo it. That's an expensive exercise, but sometimes that's your only option, or just painting it often is a good solution. The other thing that I've done I've encountered in the past is where the house appeared to So it was set really low in the block. It was on a rise and it was set low in the block and it looked like it was on the low side, but it wasn't. It was just the way the house was positioned. So what I did was actually widen the driveway like by about two metres and put a stepped decked path down to the front door and all of a sudden it just took away that sense of it looking low in the block. You could see the front door from the street then because I took away the portion of the fence and the gate post and letterbox that blocked off the front door. So I pulled the, the um, fencing back and it just created a more expansive view of the front porch and door and so dealt with that buyer objection. So you've really got to look at what you've got, stand out the front of the house, look at what you've got and think, what will my buyer be saying about this? What is going to annoy them or what are they going to worry about? And that's what you have to deal with. So once you've got the driveway looking pretty, next thing is the garage door. Now, often it's easy enough to, to paint the garage door you might need to replace it. And just remember there are long lead times. Or so our friend Kathleen Friedrich, who's a, an epic renovator, she vinyl wraps her garage door. So lots of options for being able to pimp, for want of a better word, the garage door. The other thing to think about is putting a remote motor on it, motorizing it. Only costs a few hundred dollars and it's a big value add, particularly for family homes where you've got little kids. You don't really want to be getting out of the car to go and open the door. So that's a big plus. It's almost a non-negotiable. And then of course looking at the roof. Once again highly visible and sometimes you can get away with doing nothing. Roof and gutters. Often just power cleaning it. Sometimes the roof is asbestos. Now, I don't necessarily remove asbestos unless it's breaking up or there's some reason to remove it. I think I've probably mentioned in other episodes, but there's a great paint produced by a South Australian company called Aztec, and it has a level of thickness about it, so it bridges gaps. And it also has thermal properties, so it reduces the internal temperature by several degrees. It's very effective. So that's great paint to use on asbestos roofs. Now, the next point is critical. So you want to make the entrance to the home the focus. Looking at it, so if you've got a very bland home, you might consider attaching a portico, so getting something designed up. So really drawing people into the home. You want to look at the lighting or where the entrance is. Sometimes we rework the floor plan so the entrance is in a more, more logical place. You want to look at the lighting around the entrance. Is it clear where you need to go to enter the home? Is it well lit? Is there a pathway to it? How do you get to it? And then the tarting it up. I like to have a couple of really big pots of maybe annuals or something a succulent either side of the front door to really state its claim in the street appeal. And then lastly, the front door. I personally think the front door is the most important part of a renovation of the street appeal. Very cost effective improvement and Create, make it a pop of colour. So we're seeing lots of pink doors, blue doors. It's just a really warm and inviting thing to come up across. And of course, the door hardware to match the metal in the rest of the renovation. And of course, a brand new welcome mat. Very important aspect. In a small studio renovation, we improved the street appeal to the Apartment by putting new welcome mats out for every apartment along the corridor on which our apartment was, in order to lift the street appeal because it was pretty basic. Think outside the square and think about what you can do to improve the approach of your property. Windows. Now, windows are often a challenge because they're expensive to replace. And I have to say, unless I was working on a period home in a high value area, I probably wouldn't replace the windows because they're an expense that you won't get back. And you might look at putting an architrave around the the window, say if you've got dark aluminium windows and put a white architrave around to bring some lightness into it. You might put an awning over the window or you might put plantation shutters as your window dressing. While they're expensive, they double as external, so making it look better from a street appeal point of view, but also they look really beautiful from the inside, depending, of course, on the type of property. Of course, I'm not allowed to talk about plantation shutters in our house because David always says to me, over my dead body, I don't get what it is, but I love them in most scenarios and the great thing about plantation shutters is when you look at the window, let's say you've got a bronzed aluminium window frame which are pretty ugly, if you put a white plantation shutter behind it you will not even look at the window frame, you will look straight through to those beautiful shutters so it takes away the problem. So the next thing is paint. Paint is your biggest bang for your buck but you want to make sure that you get the colour right. I've just seen projects where has spent all that money on paint and picked a colour that just does not have broad appeal. So, of course, greys are very popular, although I'm actually getting very sick of the grey um, colour palette. However, it's not about me, it's about my market, and so I have to just suck it up and go with what my market wants. Usually with the paint colour, you're also working with the roof colour because changing the roof is an expense. If you're not in a position to be able to paint, then you need to work with something that works with the roof. A colour that I really love for gutters and downpipes, especially, is Dulux Monument. Of course, light-coloured roofs reflect the heat, so energy-wise, they're much better for you and for the environment. So try to avoid using dark colours on the roof. Picking out, using some white in your trim, really makes the paintwork pop. Of course. Render is a great way to transform the look of the home. It does add a reasonable amount of expense. We usually budget around about 1% of the value of the property on if we're going to render. Sand and cement is the cheapest. Acrylic doesn't require painting. So it's six of one, half a dozen of another. I don't think it's a good idea to render unless you are selling because if it's painted, it becomes a maintenance issue. And so it's a lot of expense. But since the three birds appeared on the scene, painted brick has become very popular because I think they do it really well. Okay. So the next one is your landscaping. Now, In the type of project the buy, renovate, and sell, unless you're talking about a high value property, I would keep your landscaping costs to a minimum because it's hard to recover. Like landscaping companies will tell you that stunning landscaping, expensive landscaping will sell your home. And it may sell your home, but you won't recover the cost of it. So you need to be very careful when you're managing this. I am fully in favour of using turf, mulch and mass planting. Turf for the lawn, so there's nothing nicer than a lovely green lawn. Mulching the beds, mulch covers a multitude of sins and then mass planting in something that works for the area. So going for a walk around the area and finding out what proliferates in the area and that's what you go for. Buy your plants from a wholesale nursery and also propagating is another great way. We use gum tree a lot, agapanthers, something that's lush. I know some people hate agapanthers, but they are great ways. Agapanthers and agaves are great ways of filling areas that looked a bit flat. And the next thing is to engage the magic of lighting. And so, just as when you're renovating the lighting indoors, you need to make sure that you employ. More than one type of lighting, same with outdoors. So you want the practical lighting that is going to help you see where you need to go, but you also need to use lighting for impact. Now, in terms of practicalities, certainly lighting the entranceway, lighting the footpath from the garage to the house, lighting the house numbers so people can see where it is important. But remember to go for some drama with your lighting as well. So things like uplighting trees, wall washing, maybe a few downlights in your eaves or lights that wash the wall or uplighting of your veranda. So you've got to remember when the property's on the market, you can use lighting to help sell your property 24-7. So if you've got accent lighting in the garden and visible through the windows, then you can leave that on at night. And basically it's engaging your prospective buyers, even when the agent's not there selling. So get your lighting plan, make sure it's thorough. And the last thing is, I call this matching the collars and cuffs. So things like your letterbox, your house number, which I've already um, spoken about, and any metals with your door hardware and your gate and fencing hardware, just make sure that they are all in the same vein, they're the same style and work with the house. And lastly, the fencing, particularly the front fencing, if you have the capacity to put up a front fence, that's always a value add because it makes the property more secure. But of course, that fencing needs to be consistent with the style of the house. And if there is fencing there, I would rarely take fencing down if it it had deteriorated to the point where it wasn't economical to repair it. I would always replace it because I think that's something that's very important to homeowners. They want to know that they're safe and secure, particularly if they have pets and children. So they are my 10 tips for increasing the street appeal of your renovation project. So if you haven't already done so, I would really love it if you come over to Apple Podcasts and or wherever you're listening to the podcast and tell us what you think, leave a review, share the ideas on what you'd like me to cover. And then if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, please come over and join I come into that group every Thursday and do a live and let you know what's going on in our community and i love to see you there. So on that note, I will bid you goodbye and I will see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.